to Spiritual Debriefing. We are so glad you joined us. I am Daniel Meadows. And to my right is... I'm Jed. That's my left, <laughs> not my right. <laughs> Curveball. 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 I knew he was going to do that. Yep. I, I thought he the others... spoke out of turn. I was sitting there going, I'm over here. <laughs> Why are you over there, Randy? He told me that last I told, night. I told Derek and Ray last night I was going to do that. Just see what would happen to you. See I'm on the right. I am Randy over here. <laughs> but, Hi, Randy. But, hey, hey, What's hey. up, Randy? Hi, Randy. We're going right, I guess. Now. Yeah, we're going yeah. right oh. tonight. Yeah, so I'm... To my right, it's Ray. <laughs> hey, hey, Randy, how you going? Yeah, good. I'm, good. I'm glad you made it. I'm glad you made it. I'm glad we waited for you. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. y'all waiting on me. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, it's cool about going right though. Jed has to say if you like, and yeah. that's that's exactly right. why I did it. I wanted to change it up. <laughs> nice, nice. Hey, it's awesome well, to say. I mean, it's a mouthful, but you, I mean, it, you'll get through it. it. it makes you'll you sound smart it. and such. Well, He'll to, say it in his auction voice. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. I dare you. Yeah. <laughs> to my right, I have Derek. Mm-hmm. I'm here. Yeah, up, Derek? Hi. Hi, Derek. And then to my right, I have. I'm Jed again. <laughs> <laughs> Still Jed. Still, Still Jed. In the same spot. <laughs> okay. Well, we got two of them Jeds. Yeah. And don't forget like, share, send questions, send an email to Ray. Yes. Give us five stars. Let people know we're out here. Yes. Whether you like us or not, tell us something bad, tell us something good. Yep. There yep. You go. Don't forget to tip your waitress. I like that one. I think we need to do that well, from now on. Negativity sells. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We did it. Uh, You're hired. There you go. Yep. We made it through the intro. We're we good. made it through the intro. <laughs> well, good night. Yep. See you next week. No. Um, so uh, how was your week? Good. Before we get to the big posing question. Right. It was good. It was good. good. It was a very, we had bad weather here. Actually, bad weather over most of the nation. <laughs> most of the nation had <laughs> so, bad weather. So, but it was it was not so nice around here, but uh, luckily I didn't have to go too far. I don't yeah. know if any of you guys did. <laughs> Cold, freezing temperatures. Yeah, we had to work in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Outside every day. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that mm. fog was something else. That was something neat. Oh, mm. uh, yeah. I think yep. by yesterday afternoon, I was sitting in my living room for a moment and I think the house had fog in it. <laughs> Jed, that's called smoke. <laughs> Couldn't you, find any. Didn't smell it. So. Lisa was cooking again. <laughs> you cooked the popcorn too long. <laughs> oh, so Jed was cooking. That was the problem. Did you have a good week, though, in the snow? Oh, yeah. Yeah? I don't mind it. Yeah. Cows don't get, mind it? Oh, no, not really. <laughs> they don't like it. They don't but complain. They don't complain. As <laughs> long as you take care of them. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> Good, good. What about you, Derek? Good week? Good. Yeah. Man, a few words tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. He likes the mud that we've got now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah Doesn't that, everybody. Yeah, that beautiful red mud mm-hmm. you know, around here. Kind of reminds him of sand, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Makes him miss Arizona. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, in Minnesota, we had the nice dark brown mud, and then out in Hawaii, it was all black because it's all that you know volcano volcanic rock yep everything's super yeah. dark black and then here it's nice and red yeah red brick color so that doesn't come off your boots no, no. it won't come off nothing <laughs> no it no. sticks it won't come off nothing <laughs> red clay mud yep mm-hmm. yep i got and you get i get yelled at you know take your boots off uh-huh <laughs> tracking through the house from mud mm-hmm. randy yep. you have a good week it is all right you still have to drive to work well yeah of course so nice being a teacher. Yeah, I, <laughs> I drive 
probably roughly 50 minutes to work, and uh-huh. I work at a Ford shop, so there's no way I'm not going to drive my GMC to the shop <laughs> and have these Ford guys tell me I can't drive it yeah. to the shop. So, yeah, I'm going to go to the shop. <laughs> there you go. Well, I mean, last – oh, what day was it? Was it Tuesday? I guess last Tuesday, I think. Or was it? I don't remember now. Or was it Wednesday? No, Tuesday. It was definitely Tuesday, because we drove back Wednesday. Tuesday we was down in Fayetteville, and Taylor's mom's a at home physical therapist for Mercy, and she has a front wheel drive, but they still expect her to work because you know I mean, medical field still has to work. So she looked at me. She goes, "You got a four wheel drive. You can drive it, right?" I was like, "Sure, why not?" So I spent the whole day driving around Northwest Arkansas with her, so she could see patients. But that front wheel driver probably handled better. It probably it probably would have done just front fine. Front wheel's better. Yeah, for it, snow. Better. It, it probably would have definitely done just fine. But some of those roads weren't cleared at all. Like they never touched them. Oh, I bet. Yep. So. Yep. It's actually the most dangerous people on the road tend to be the people with four wheel yeah. drive because they think they can do <laughs> something they can't. But this <laughs> this round though that we had last week, the round of snow, it was just like that powdered snow. That's all it was. I yeah. mean, so it. You know, the roads weren't really that bad. Mm-mm. Actually, so bad here. when we got back home, I pulled out the leaf blower and cleared <laughs> off my driveway. Right, I, yeah. I didn't even use my shovel this time. Mm-hmm. I was like, nah, I'm going to blow it off. Yep. 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 That's so. what I did at the gym. I just used the leaf blower. <laughs> cleared out. And you down. don't work out at the gym. You just work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both. That does both. both. I do both. <laughs> mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Well, good. Glad you all had a good week. So the big question for the week for us to tackle, right? Yeah, yeah. This week we were going to talk about balancing, you know, the priorities. God and work and family and church and kids and wife and just kind of where how does that priority stack work out? You know, and because and, and it's not like this is a new topic that people don't talk about, but even as uh, some of us were talking about the other day, you look around and you can find a lot about balancing work and God. You can find a lot about balancing family and God. Not a ton that kind of like puts it all together into the hierarchy and kind of help puts it all into perspective on where should our priorities be and what does it mean? And, and you know, how do we manage that? How do we navigate that? So there you guys go. I'll sit back and listen. Because <laughs> no, uh, yeah. last night I said, Ray, and to Daniel, I said, if you match with that, please let me know. Yeah, and then Ray said, yeah, I have all the answers tonight. So yeah. By the end of the night, I said. Oh, oh by <laughs> the end. Now he's changing now that. He changed it. <laughs> I guess he got his priorities After wrong. After you guys yeah. edu- educate yeah. me. After you guys educate me. I don't... That one's tough. It, it, I don't, I don't know... I don't know scripturally if there's anywhere that's, uh, that shows balancing all of that together. I mean, I know... I know God's obviously got to be first and foremost, you know, in your life. And, and that, that goes down to everything from spending time with Him, the way that we present ourselves to other people the way that we you know live our lives and um and then from there i mean you've got to balance it the way that works if that makes sense because when you get married you know it's not you versus your wife it's you and your wife right and so Mm -hmm. i think after god comes your wife because your wife is you. Right. Um, 
and God even says to love your wife like you love yourself. And for us, we love ourselves, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yep. we're love your wife as you love, yeah. as I loved you, as I loved you, right? Yep. And so, so it's got to be God, wife, and then church, and and honestly, some of us though we put the priority of job. Job slips in there. Kids slip in there. Yeah. I see a lot of people, who, especially nowadays, who end up with kids sliding in between wife. Yeah. And that, that causes a lot of problems yeah. in marriages. And, and uh, yeah, yep. And then also there's the, the, we've talked about pitfalls where people slide slide church up too high in there. Yeah. Right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. church is important, but... And, and but but what is I, the church? Right. Well, you know, because that's where you got to get to is if, if you're going to prioritize it, what is the church? Well, see here, we, this is what I say to you. I've always said this, and this is what I've told you all, right? That God created family first. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. 100%. So that's where my priority is at, too. You know, God is number one. He has to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you all said, and we know that. And then it comes my family. And then... Um, like for me, the the hardest balance is the the church and work. Yeah, right. That's the hardest balance for me. Because we can't be here seven days a week. Right. We can't be here at every event and everything that happens at the church. And you can't work yourself in the church and get closer to God. Right. Your works aren't going to get you closer. Right. Your relationship with God is going to get you closer. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and I just had this conversation this afternoon and I said, what God really focuses on us is the condition of your heart, right? So if I'm at church just to be here, but the condition of my heart's not right, there'd be no reason to be here. Right. Right. Right? It's just a waste. So there's, there's certain times that I do come to the church and we, you know, we are here quite often. Right. Um, but I think when you try to balance that, if it conflicts, I, th- you know, that's where, that's where it's the hardest thing for me too, is like, and that might even conflict with your family time. Right. Yeah. So do I skip this event to be with my family? It's, it's such a hard thing to, to balance. And I don't know the answers. That's why I'm like, this is the struggles that I deal with. Right. right? And, you know, we have to, you know, when we commit ourselves to things at the church, we commit ourselves to be inconvenienced. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Everything that we do is going to be inconvenienced. But if we are committed to that and we know that we're going to be committed to inconvenience, then we're not going to be surprised when something happens. Like, you know, pastors and youth pastors get called in the middle of the night. They got to go do a hospital call. They got to go do this. It's never at the convenient time. It's not going... I was sitting here all day to wait to go to the hospital. All right. It's at the inconvenient time, right? So when we do a spot in the church, whatever it is, I think sometimes we have to look back and go, I'm committed to the inconvenience and I'm committed to God, right? So that's where sometimes we get in trouble is that we do sometimes too much. Mm-hmm. Right, we sign up for everything. There's no demand. You start doing it out of obligation. And now, where is that balance now between your work and your and your and your family? Mm-hmm. Where I don't know. Like I, I wish I knew the answer. But well, that's where when you get so busy working in the church building, 
now you're putting that priority above God. Oh yeah, yeah, you, you know, can because, do that too because your relationship with God really. I mean, because I know for me personally, I've gotten so busy. Even being on staff, I've gotten so busy doing work in the church and all these other areas and committees that my relationship with God got pushed back because I had to be at the church. I had to do this. I had to do that. And and so, you know, there is that fine balance, but that's where you go back. If you say the church, well, what is the church? Great question because a lot of people. What is I think, the church? A lot of people, I think, kind of don't don't. When you say the church, a lot of people picture buildings. Yeah. A lot of people picture structures. A lot of people picture the the events, and they forget that the church is the people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the look, the, look the at church the, is the, the body. Book of Acts. Yep. You know, and yep. and that's where it's like, and that's where I tell people too. Like, if someone says, "Oh, is it okay to say no to this event?" Because I've been to all of them so far. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yep. 100% say no. Make sure sh- your no's are your no's and your yeses are your yeses. Even, even as yeah. a youth pastor, I say no to events. Mm-hmm. Because they, there's times that I'm like, I, I can't make that. Like, we came back from a men's retreat and there was an event. No, I'm not going to the event. I just spent a whole weekend on a men's retreat. That wasn't this past year, but that was, what, the year before or something I like that? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't even remember. But it was like, no, like, I'm not. Or when we come back from vacation. You know, I was like, oh, well, are you going to be? No, I'm not. Like, I just got back to town. I'm not coming up mm-hmm. there. I was doing this reading here to do this study here, and it broke it down into this because it said, let's keep this simple because we was doing that. Mm-hmm. And it said, to start this off, it said, um, do things small or do things big in small pieces. So you start out with a foundation with God in prayer. And then it moves into what's the true meaning of balance. And that means a, con- a constant adjustment. So basically that is your family, work, mm-hmm. or church. You're constantly adjusting anything within that. Mm-hmm. That balance is key because you have to remember that when you are balancing anywhere in reality, it is a constant adjustment, mm-hmm. right? Balance on a skateboard, balance on a surfboard, balancing when you're walking. There are millions of adjustments you're making. So that's yep. important to know when we're talking about this, that there is no exact. Well, yeah. yeah. And you got to remember this, too, is because when you say yes to something, you say no to another thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. What is that other thing that you're saying no to? Yep. That's where that balance comes in. at, yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when event comes up or, you know, somebody needs this or that. OK, if I say yes to this, what am I saying no to? So, you know, we have to be careful when we do say yes to things that what are we neglecting and make your yes a yes. Don't yeah. make yeah. it be yeah. a right because now we're going to be committed to it and now yep. it's going to be inconvenient, yep. right? I mean, yep. everything is going to, you know, we know that, but Well, that so. was the thing for me. It was like I would I wouldn't go work out till after school. So now here's Taylor and I we leave. We split at like 6 in the morning cuz mm-hmm. of schools, right? And then after school I go to the gym like I go run then go to the gym so now I'm not getting home till almost 6 that's 12 hours that we hadn't seen each other and then it's like okay let's eat dinner and then off to bed you know so like we weren't well welcome to right no no, 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 no but like, <laughs> no, we, just, but like we weren't joking. spending time together because right, right you know for me like being more fit is something that I've put and at a sense of priority in my life that I need to focus on especially with running Right. And so what I've done now 
starting this week because I saw how that was affecting things was mm-hmm. actually starting this week. I've even started getting up earlier. So now I spend time in the word first, which I was already doing. And then I work out before I go to school, mm-hmm. you know, so that way yeah, when can, I get home, it is just Taylor and I and yeah. When you change that priority and we yeah. know that in the fitness world that you can idolize that yes so much that you're neglecting a lot of things mm-hmm. yeah and mm-hmm. you know there is an importance to working out and being fit but being healthy yeah right because so, it, it would be an hour and a half between running and lifting weights at the gym that i would mm-hmm. be spending but no that's good i mean that's what we need to do is we need to realize that things that we're doing in our lives and our daily routines yeah now if they're affecting your family because that's your Second priority, right? right? Because the number one is God. So your second priority is your family. So if we have those uh, priorities in your daily routines that are affecting that, we need to realize that and we need to change it. Yeah. Well, and I even, like, when I started deciding this, and that was one of the things, too. Like, when I made that decision to, to work out in the morning now mm-hmm. and wake up at, like, four fifteen, four thirty instead of you know, waiting till after school, I sat down with Taylor. I said, what do you think? Like, I know this is hindering us. Are you like, what do you think about getting up that early? And then the other thought was, well, I'm just going to be more exhausted when I get home that I'm just going to want to go to bed. And I don't want to do nothing. I don't want to be with her. I've had so much more energy this right, week, right. even with getting up at four 30. I'm like, what in the world? See, there's something to waking up early too. There Cause is. like, I mean, I don't wake up as early as you do, but at six o'clock is when my alarm goes right. off. Right. So there is something to that where I like I do feel like I'm energized through the day. Yeah. But like for me, like when ten o'clock hits, I'm like I'm done. Well, yeah, like, like, like there I'm is like I'm done. There is that time that like I'm I'm ready to be in bed. But you have but, that time though with your wife and eat dinner yeah. together and have that one on one with each other. Yeah. Um, you know, and for us, you know, we have the kids and you know, one's in college, so but with Wyatt you know, we got to run him to go here, you know, to martial arts. And then we got to go here for that go for that. And, you know, it's hectic. Oh, yeah. yeah, it definitely can be. And it, I mean, it is important, I think, to have a schedule to, ha- to help with that balance mm-hmm. and to help with your priorities. You almost have to have a schedule. You almost have to set some boundaries. And you, again, balance. There's flexibility. You right. can change things. But you will be hard pressed to find a successful person. Who does not schedule things? Their routine. Yeah. So that yeah. they love their routine. Yep. Highly successful people have a routine. Yep. And it, yeah, exactly right. They're like they I, they, half they an do. hour for breakfast. That's all you get. You yeah. got half an hour for breakfast. Get it done in half an hour. Right. Well, and that's why there's books at the five a.m. club, the four a.m. club, mm-hmm. right? Because they they realize that I can't get everything done in that that time span. So they do wake up early. They do have the routine. But I mean, we know Jed in the farm life. <laughs> There is no schedule. There is no schedule. Right? I mean, there. so there, yeah. you know, where you're going in there and going, hey, this is why I planned the day. Right. But it, when it changes. Yeah. But Jed still does have a schedule as in blocks of time. Right. Like, I get blocks. up at this yeah. time and yeah. I'm going to be getting yeah. ready between this time. And then yeah. I got to be at the farm for this section. And then I've got some auction stuff to do. And that's going to happen between three and mm-hmm. five. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, I mean, you know, you, you, you might yeah. not stay. 5.15, I'm meeting with Joe, and 6.15, right. I'm fixing right. the tractor. Right. Right. But well, it's, it's, and something might go haywire, and it gets moved to the next day. Exactly. Yeah. But it's still got to be done right. within. And you still schedule yeah. it. Right. Yeah. You don't just be like, see to your pants, being like, okay, let me walk outside, and just, mm-hmm. uh, hey, look at that. Let's go work on that. Yeah. 
and that and that even happens in the church, right? Right. And if right. you really realize that too, because we can work ourselves to death in the church, we can. But when things don't go right, and we got to push it off to the next day or the next week or the next month, well, that's that faith that we have in God too, because He's going to take care of His people. He's yep. going to take care of His church. Right. Yep. So sometimes that uh, we can sit back and go, God, like my plate is so full. And then I don't think I can get this done at the church. Right. And well, then God, you know where it comes from. The power of God. Right. Will get st- the people well, involved or, you know, and, whatever. But, and he whatever can also help you if, again, you schedule. And I think you need to schedule things down to, and I'm just starting into this. I was talking about you last night. Like, I went through and I just scheduled out some vacation mm-hmm. time. He's like, you know what? Take it this weekend. I'm going to take this Friday. We're going to turn that into a three day weekend. I'm not yep. even sure what I'm going to do, but boom, starting now, but, schedule it. Yeah. Schedule some date nights with my wife. You know yep. what? Just now, I'm, I'm put them on the calendar. Right, yeah, you might have to move them, but put them down. Say this Friday, put it down now. That way, if later down, you don't even plan where you're going, but somebody says, "Hey, this Friday was it?" Nope, already planned a date night. Sorry. Right. Otherwise, you won't leave space for those things. You won't do that. Your wife will end up being one of the last people because you know that's what tends to happen. She's got herself. She's strong. She's independent. She's got herself covered. She's got all her things. I'll deal with my things. Yeah. But if we don't just sit down and say, you know what, I'm going to schedule this time, this Saturday for this block, I'm going to spend some time with Wyatt. Yeah. Right. Whatever we're going to do, why it's not busy. Well, and that's why we do, do those fishing tournaments. Yeah. Right? right. Because that dedicates that time that we're going to go fishing mm-hmm. because we haven't gone fishing since the last tournament. And it's been a few months because there's always something going on and we didn't schedule yeah. it. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but when fishing tournament starts back up, now we go, we know on Friday nights, this is where we're going to be. We're, we have that dedicated time to go fishing. And, you know, something happens dramatically, then we can't go. But, now we got it scheduled. Yeah. And so, yeah, we have to do that. Right, right. Don't be afraid to cancel your schedule, but start scheduling mm-hmm. stuff. Schedule yeah. your Bible time. Say, you know what? I'm going to get up at, you know, 530 or 6 or whatever you got to get up and give yourself 20 minutes to read your Bible, 15 minutes to read your Bible, 30 minutes. Schedule in time. Say, you know what? Whatever it is, 9 p.m. is my wife's time. Whatever she needs from 9 to 930. We want to talk. She wants me to fix something. She wants me to go lift something. I mean, just those little things can make a huge difference they do. in your life. And, you know, the, the little detail stuff, you know, growing up, I hated the little detail stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But my dad was always on me with the little detail stuff. Mm-hmm. And then my wife's the same way. But when you get older, you realize that those little detail stuff makes huge, huge impacts, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. there are some, like, those of us that have that personality that is hard to have that. Like, there are truly people with the personality that no matter how much you sit and you teach them to put out the little detail stuff in the calendar, like you have the fly, fly by the seat of your pants people. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's just the way it is. E- even some of your most successful people can be that way. But that's why God gives you a spouse. I think that is that way to help you rein it in. Because for me, if it wasn't for Taylor, mm-hmm. I'd have 20,000 things booked at one hour. Mm-hmm. All on the same time and be like, yeah, I'll be at every single thing, you know. But, but I like, can do all things yeah. through Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Taylor has this little schedule thing on her phone. She showed it to me, and uh, it's some sort of spreadsheet. Like it's not a spreadsheet form, but it's it's like that for some sort of calendar. And she goes, "Here's our schedules," and I was like, "Holy crud!" Like. <laughs> we're busy we're busy yeah like what in the world and so that kind of started sparking that but that's one of the things i've gotten to running wise is somebody goes well how do you have time to run four hours on a saturday or how do you have time to run so much i'm like 
because you have to make that part of your priority. Yep. Right. You have to schedule that time. Like on Saturday, mm-hmm. if I don't go run by seven o'clock in the morning, then my run's only going to be six miles. Right. Right. Because I'm not going to spend all day running. I'll just run for an hour and then get what you can in. Yep. You know, and you have to have certain things that you can change and then certain things that you just can't. Right. You have to right. set your, pri- your boundaries and your priorities. Right. Bible time with the Lord. Can't change can't that. Can't change that. Right. Time with your wife. Not going to change that. Right. Time with your kids. Don't change that. Right. No. Instead, you'd be like, you know what? Actually, I might have to miss that church event. Yeah. I might have to miss that, that work event. I might have to miss that fishing tournament, even if it was. Oh, if you're like, you know what? I haven't spent any time with my wife, um, in, yeah. my wife in three weeks. Mm-hmm. So like, guess I might what? have been, I might have planned to go run 14 miles, but I can't do that. So let's just do six. Yeah, you know? right. Like you, you, you've got to do that. You have to be able to say this can slide, and then certain things like family, God, don't slide. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the things you don't. Those are locked in. Those are like, mm-hmm. you know, and you again, you will hear successful people will say those same things. They will say, no, I don't do anything after five because right. it's family time. Or I do not do anything on Saturdays because that is my family time. Or the, or, or they say, I wish I would have spent more time with my family. Yeah, or that's, yeah. There's well, no in between. Too much time at work. There's no in between. Well, that's <laughs> one of the things like teaching, you know, right. like teaching is not just at school, right? Like, like they expect teachers to do so much. And, and I've gotten questions this year. They're like, how, how do you come in so relaxed? But yet you don't take anything home. I said, because I've been in a job where I took it home and it ruined the house. You know, I was like, so no. Three three fifteen hits, I'm off the clock, I'm done. I don't think about school till I show back up the next morning at like seven o'clock when contract starts. Yeah. And that's it. Like I I don't do anything outside of those hours. I'm not putting grades in, I'm not grading, I'm not lesson planning because Outside of the school time, I have to have other things. School teaching is not my whole life. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be able to prioritize that to that time. And there's a lot of teachers that will get there early. They will work all day. They will take it home with them, and they will stay up till midnight doing it, and then get back up there early. Dude. And I'm like, so when did you spend time with your spouse? When did you spend time with your kids? You know, and they're like, oh, well, we ate dinner. I'm like, okay, so you got 30 minutes? Well, mm-hmm. no, we ordered, so so it was quicker. That's like, <laughs> yep. you what, know. what about this one here? It says, no one, on the, no one on his deathbed ever said, I wish I spent more time at the office. Right. right. Nobody does. And they don't. And that was one of the things, hmm. you know, in, in, at the jail, I heard that a lot from people was, man, I wish I didn't work up here as much as I do. I said that every day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big scheduler. I'm going to disagree with you guys. Maybe a lot, maybe a little. Work is something I enjoy. Work is something that I try to let God lead me through. Work is there, but work's not on my priority. My priority is God, my family, my kids. And coming and doing my worship and this and that. I don't know work. I can schedule it. I'll get it done. I think God put us here to do a job, but we're not supposed to be the job. Right. We're here to love others and take care of others and to help. And I really think if you put 
that job and you you get this strict schedule. God's going to put somebody in your way at the gas station, at the coffee shop. What does it hurt to take 10 minutes, 20 minutes to take care of that? As long as you're got it in your heart, in your mind, that you still got the things to do, be disciplined enough to get it done. The schedule can go out the window. I throw the schedule out the window so much just to make sure that things get done that mm-hmm. I believe should be done for him or for my family. Yeah, but, you know, sometimes if you work at the corporate world, you know, well, that's a whole different story yeah. because you got to be there on time. You got to yeah. clock in and then you got to clock out. And Man, like, if I forget to look at my calendar for one day, I swear I forget a meeting every time. Also, I get that reminder that like, you know, hey, you coming to that meeting? Oh, my God. I'll be right there. I'll let you have the corporate world stuff and yeah. I understand that. Yeah. But God also told us he would take care of us and we'll right. He'll it, do it. It, it is true. So no, it is true. You yeah. will work in he will put you in a place, in a job that you will enjoy that gives you the opportunities to take care of what he puts in front of you. Mm-hmm. You I mean, if you're sitting there and you're gonna say, I gotta be here at this meeting at eight o'clock and I can't do nothing else and somebody falls down a set of stairs and oh i gotta get that meeting no that's not how that's supposed to work right no it's very true very and, true right. i mean unless the meetings with jesus all right hey jed so you're saying look here yeah god never called us to be busy but he called us to be fruitful yes mm-hmm. <laughs> although go. this you got to remember people what is the fruit of the spirit you got to remember what that is because i think people get a little confused as what that's supposed to equal out to because it's, it's not saved souls it's not people coming and following you to church. It's joy. It's love. It's compassion. It's long-suffering. It's, what's the rest? There's more. Peace. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's, your, it's your attitude. It's how you react kindness, in all situations. Kindness, kindness, gentleness. Yes. It's yeah, how control. you react, react to other people yep. in all things. That is the fruit of the Spirit, yep. right, is, is how is you the, treat people. Is that the only fruit that's talking about, though? No, I don't mm. think so. But that is what it says. This is the fruit of the Spirit is all these yeah. things. And those are the things that will lead people to God. Yeah. If you are showing that fruit. And, and I think that, that was we were talking about it the other night is, is how do you examine someone else and what they're doing. And it always says examine their fruit. Right. And I one of the pastors I listen to says all the time that we're not called to be uh, judges or anything like that. We're just supposed to be fruit inspectors. That's all we're supposed to do is just see, are they joyful? Are they loving? Are mm-hmm. they peaceful? Are they happy? Are they kind? Are they gentle? Right? Are they meek? Mm-hmm. If they're all those things and the people around them are those things, then their fruit is good. Mm-hmm. Right? Because that, that was a good point my wife actually made up. Because you'll f- see people who, when you look at them, they might look at all those things, but look at all the people around them. If they're not, that's not good fruit. That's not good fruit at all. So that's, that's a good litmus test, I think, needs to be ex- maybe explained well to people. Because what you're looking for is that, that true ch- a church that's in good harmony. We see mm-hmm. it in this church. People are happy. People like being here. People are, mm-hmm. are gentle with each other. People are kind with each other, right? That's why I can tell this church has good fruit that's being produced right now around it, right? So that's your schedule. Again, try not to get too far off topic, but <laughs> the whole schedule point of it is it was when your schedule gets interrupted, yeah, you throw it out the window out for the God window. anytime. Anytime. And you do it with, with the fruit. Mm-hmm. With, you do it with, with, again, kindness, gentleness, love, passion, compassion. You don't get angry about it. You don't be like, you're ruining my day, <laughs> which we all do. We all have those problems, oh, yeah, we right? Do. It, it happens constantly. So 
because we are here to, we are designed to work mm-hmm. like we are i yeah. mean that's what that's, started from adam and eve yeah. right mm-hmm. we're 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 to tend a garden i don't know if the new generations are <laughs> <laughs> no they are <laughs> i don't know if they're designed to work i'm just saying they yeah. don't want to they but don't they want are mm-hmm. yeah right. but like we was talking last night that you can do too much and exhaust yourself and be that person that's a hypocrite to your family, mm-hmm. to your mm-hmm. church, to everybody else, and be at the wrong place at the wrong time. Don't bite off more than you can chew. Because, yeah. I mean, I, I found, again, I found this quote that says, you can't do a good job if your job is all you do. And basically, I mean, it was, after we talked about it, that's when I found that. And it was, it was that conversation sitting there. Yeah, you can't don't busy. be a hypocrite yeah. if you're gonna sit there and say I do everything. But if you're supposed to be with your family, but you're not at your church, that's not where God wants you to be at at that time, or be over here. You know, you need to be where you're supposed to be at. Too. And see, I'm not, I'm the type of guy too. I'm not afraid to ask for help. Right, right. When I know I'm busy or I got things that are going on, I'm not afraid to ask. And Daniel knows it. Everyone knows it in this room. Like if I got something that's going on, I need people. I ask. <laughs> Didn't right. you already say we have a house to do this summer? Right. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm not afraid to be that person where some yeah. guys are. Like, we have those egos that we're afraid to ask for help. And that's what I'm trying to teach my kids. Don't be afraid to ask. Right? I mean, I can't do it all on my own. Right. Well, nobody can. So that's why you have those people that are around you. But, like, you know, if we get back to the point, it's very, very hard to have a balance it is it's super hard and we struggle with it on a daily basis and we struggle with it and we try to examine our own lives and say where can i change things yeah to better balance my life it's a constant change it's it is a constant it is, battle. It is. Yeah. it's always but as long as you put god at the first your fam- your wife and then your family in there and make sure they're taken care of the rest of it will flow it will flow i do i do one thing i wanted to throw in that i meant to throw in earlier i heard this the other day because um roger was preaching the other night about you know priorities of god and where god's supposed to be in your life and he was trying to you know he came with a few different analogies and there was one point he's like i wish there's a you know a better way to say this and i should have just jumped up and said it because i actually had something that i've heard another pastor say and i think it's fantastic that we need to keep this in mind because god is actually not looking to be number one on a list of 10. Mm-mm. He's one on a list of one. one. Right. That's right. And then everybody mm-hmm. else comes later. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So again, just to rephrase what we're talking about here, there's God. Mm-hmm. And then there's a whole separate list yep. that mm-hmm. comes second, yep. which is where everything else falls. And if you, he's one, he's in everything else that's there. Correct. If you're in the right. Yep. Place. He's still number one even on all the other lists. Yeah. Right. That's right. He's still yeah. number one. A, one, one B, yeah. one yeah. C. Look, even though he's <laughs> one. Yeah. Because because Roger did say this. Even though Jesus has already come and and died and, and rose again, the Ten Commandments are still the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You shall have no other god before me is the commandment, number the one. number one commandment. Right. And so that includes our priorities. Sometimes our priorities, when we put them before God, those become our little G gods and our idols. That's what I told the kids last uh, last night. Yeah, it is Thursday, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I told the kids last night that that sometimes those things that we we put 
before God those priorities because we have to be somewhere at a certain time or we have to do something here or there. You know, wrestling is is all that we got. And da, da, da. I said, now you're putting that before God. I said, so now your priorities are all messed up and you're idolizing this little G God, which is what we do when we do put all of the other stuff first before God. Right. And, you know, God's not saying that you can't do nothing. Right. No, no, right. he's not like, saying you can't do nothing. Not, but you know, enjoy is... my creation. Right. He actually wants you to enjoy He wants it. you to enjoy his yeah. creation. But, he, you know, he just wants to be number one. There is a right? there is a priority, <laughs> mm-hmm. though, that you still, yeah. So. Yeah. So mm-hmm. let me ask you guys this. How do you determine what is urgent and what is important when you're prioritizing? Hmm. Not very well. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever brings me joy. (laughs) Because the question is there, most of us spend too much time spending, spending too much time figuring what is urgent and what is important. Mm -hmm. I mean, the honey do list isn't urgent. No. <laughs> I mean, here, here's the thing that's important. You're just trying to pick fights now. Yeah, right. <laughs> he is. Shots what, fired. What's important for us, priority wise, is what we've already listened. God, family, right, right. That's what's yep. important yep. in church because church he, he does want us to be with right fellowship of believers. He exactly does like right. he does want us to be a part of the church. That's the three important things. Yep. Right. God, family, church. The rest of that's not important. Yep. It's It'll really all not. It'll fall in place. It'll all fall in if place. You take care right. of the first three. Right. You take care of those three. The rest will fall in place when he wants it to fall in place. Urgency. What's urgent? If it can't wait an hour, then that's urgent. Something comes up and you go, you know what? I don't have to get to that tractor right now because this is in front of me. That tractor's not urgent. Is it important? Maybe. But it's not urgent to have to go take care of. Right, right. One thing too is a litmus test. You can always tell that if it's if it's something that God wants you to do or something you want to do is you know how much do you want to actually do it? Right. <laughs> because a lot of this right now is for other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not for ourselves. Nope, yeah. nope. When you hear that Holy Spirit speak to you to do something, I'm not saying it's something that you wouldn't do, but usually it's that thing that you're like, but I'm doing this mm-hmm. already. I'm yeah. going that way. Or I'm like you're. If you have that immediate gut reaction that goes, but then you know it was probably the Holy Spirit <laughs> talking right, to you, and you're right. like, okay, wait, shut up, but okay. Because, <laughs> like we said in previous podcast, if it doesn't get done that day, doesn't mean it won't get done. Right. It just may not have been necessary to been be done right then. Right then. Yeah. Well, and that's yep. like working up here over the summer. You know, I come up to the office and and I'll have things set to where it's like, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Well, there will be things that I don't get to on that list because something else has come up. Somebody's called me because of whatever reason or, or you know, I'm having to... because it was your list. Right, it's because it was my list, list right. <laughs> yep. It was my list, and so... Buddy, I got many lists. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. You know, many lists. And so, oh, but, I got and, another one for you. And that's the thing oh, is, I know. is you can, you know, if it's something you created, like you made up this list and it wasn't what God wanted you to do, then it's not urgent and it's probably not really that important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know, and, and that's you where you, can, and that's where you, you too, to when you prioritize or not prioritize, but maybe like when you, I don't know, set up your hours, right? Like 
I have 24 hours in a day, just like everybody else. Right. Right. Okay. Now, what can I get done within those 24 hours? Yeah. So sometimes you can get a lot done. Well, you we know? know we have to get sleep. Mm-hmm. Right. So you know you've already got what at least six hours. Well, just yeah, okay. Now we can we can go back to like like just like an eight to ten hour work day. Yeah. Right. Yeah, an go, eight to ten yeah, hour work go, day. Yeah. You can get a lot done. You know, if nothing comes different. If nothing comes up. <laughs> right. <laughs> but like when you when you when you get on track and you you know say eight hours you know I got to do this 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 and this. And if you you know if nothing comes up and you get your mindset to do those things, man, you can, you can get stuff done. Right. And the problem that you can run into with that though is when you're not sensitive to the Holy Spirit when He says, "Hey, I want you to go do this instead." Right. Mm-hmm. You know. But just you know, just even like uh, there's a lot of times that we talk and there's a lot of times that we when we work we have conversations with folks. Right. That might take ten minutes, or it might take two to three hours. Those were my favorite lunch breaks. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, I mean, you don't know. Like on the on those different conversations, you're right. You gotta let the Holy Spirit work yeah. inside you. Going, okay, we can get back to work, or is it more important that I sit here and talk to you, yeah. or discuss something that's going on in your family, or be guided? You know, whatever, whatever God put me there to talk to you about. Let's we'll just wait. Let's talk about it. And and this is a hard thing in today's society. Oh, right? because we're Be- boom, boom, boom. Because busy, we, busy, we busy, are busy, a busy. busy society. We're probably busy. one of the busiest societies in a long time, right? Because we've always got to go. But not only is it that we're such a busy society, it's that we're a selfish society. Oh, we are. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, okay, yeah, I'll come help you, but I still have this to go do, and so I'm only giving you so many hours to help you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Instead of, oh, you called me to help me, help you, maybe the Holy Spirit needs me to come and not just help you physically but maybe it's you need to talk about something yep that i can give you wisdom of so yep let me you know and and that's where that's where it gets difficult for us is because it's yeah we can we can definitely if something comes up most of us i would say at least all of us in here would be like you know what yeah we'll we'll help you right now Mm -hmm. but i don't know if all of us i know for me is sometimes but i've still got this that i need to get done too Mm-hmm. And so I'm not giving you my whole day. Yep. Because we make it back about ourselves. Because commitment is what? Inconvenient. Inconvenient. <laughs> commitment is inconvenient. <laughs> That's the best way to start weddings. <laughs> um, so glad y'all by. chose this. By the way, this is going to be inconvenient for you. Here yeah. You <laughs> Next wedding I do, I'm starting it that way. Yep. There you go. And we know I'm it. sure they'll appreciate it. Yeah. This came from Derek Fisher. Um <laughs> Be beat down in a parking lot. <laughs> yep. It's in, in the as your day develops, as you go through your walk with God. The more you're staying in the Word, studying the Scriptures, list, just reading the Bible. That's that's how God communicates. That's how He's going to be able to use you. That's how He's going to be able to give you those signs, give you those little hints to help you understand what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I have definitely found that anytime I am not reading the word or studying the word, I hear less. I see less from the Holy Spirit. I, I don't notice the opportunity as much. Whereas the more I'm in it, the more I'm like, oh, that thing I just read applies here. I should I should say that, or I should do that. Or that thing I was just studying, I need to say that to this person, mm-hmm. right? And it's, it is 
irrefutable evidence for me at this point. You know, the, my my testimony I can share of how many times that that has happened mm-hmm. to me over and over. Because and over. we don't do it for ourselves. Yeah. Right. God's <laughs> teaching us for other people. Right. Yeah. Right. And, We're yeah. in the church to learn, mm-hmm. so that we can help other people. And they right? can help us. And they can help us. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, a lot of times that we're in the Word and we do study and we do these things. And you and you say, and I've had it happen to me many, many times too, is something that we've talked about or we've studied. The next day I had to reuse it. Mm-hmm. And be like, yep. that wasn't for me. That yep. was for them. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's where we have to look at that as well. When we're in the Word or we're at a Bible study or the men's group or doing whatever. That's not necessarily might not be for us. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, I think we solved it. There you go. <laughs> right. Yeah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, here's the biggest thing, though, too, is that we had to have faith. And we yeah. brought that up last night. And, you know, we do a little bit of dwelling on that is that we have to have that faith in God that if I don't get that one thing done, I have faith that God's going to take care of me. You, you mentioned that, Judd. Mm-hmm. And so that's where sometimes we forget, mm-hmm. right? Because I, I got to do that. I have to do this. I have to do that. Well, God has so much power. He can help you. He can help you. He can get it. He can get all that stuff done in like this. Right. Right. As <laughs> long as you're not saying, "Oh Lord, can you help me with that?" Because I really want to go over here and no, hang out and with my not, buddies. And we're, not, and we're not saying to be lazy. <laughs> right. Like, right. Right. I mean, no one in this room's lazy. They got fifty cent off wings. That was one of the hard things for me to learn, though, is that like I don't have to do everything, right? Mm. Because what I've learned is I'm replaceable. Well, yeah. For for certain things, right? Like Yeah, God doesn't like, need you. Like no, God, God doesn't need, need you. He wants to he use wants you. He wants to use you, but he don't right? need you. Because and if you don't if you don't want if you don't answer the call, he'll, he'll use somebody else. He'll use somebody else. And that's where it's like, you know, from like and that was one of the things with with like men's ministry when we when we got that kicked back off, it was like, "Oh, I've got to go do this because if I don't, no one else will." If I don't, no one else will. And that mm-hmm. was my mindset. And that is the worst mindset that you can have in ministry. Absolutely. Is well, if I don't do it, no one else will. That's life. You're right. That's it the is. worst mindset to have it's in life. It's the mindset. Yeah. Because our mindset should be I'm training my replacement. Yes. Right? That should be our mindset. Right. I'm I'm training you to replace me. You know, and whatever I do. And that's what we need to do. And that's spiritually too. Yes. Because the leaders in the church, what are we supposed to do? Mm-hmm. We're supposed up. to train up. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's where sometimes we lack and we lack that. And I'll admit that we lack that here Mm -hmm. and we need to be more conscious of that, where that these youth that you're teaching that, you know, you might be teaching the next youth pastor, you know, where he could be on a ministry somewhere else or, or, you know, you're teaching the next men's group, you know, Bible study. We have to have that approach that going, I'm, I want to educate you all. To replace me, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You're, That's the mindset we should have in life, not right. just church, but not in just, life, right? You right. Know? Yeah. Like your job, you're replaceable at your job. No, oh, everybody I mean, is. I mean, somebody was there before you. Someone will be there. After They'll be you, there. You know, and and that's the thing is like, <laughs> yeah, you know, and and even in the church, somebody was there before you doing that ministry. Somebody will be there mm-hmm. after you. 
Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like yep. when you get done doing being men's ministry director, someone else will step Somebody in there. Else will step in. You know, and and that's like I said for me, that was one of the hardest things. You mm. know, because it was well, I have to do this. I have to do this. If I don't do it, nobody else will. Because I've been at places where nobody else will. Yep. You know. And well, so, and that's why we that's why we put our wife at number two, right? Yeah. Not our kids. Our kids are number three. Mm-hmm. Our wife is number two because the kids are going to be growing. Yes. My wife was here before the kids. My wife's going to be here after they're grown and have their own family. Right. Right. So yeah. that's why she's number two. Yep. yep. And there's nowhere in the bo- in the Bible where it says that your children and you are one body. Right. Your wife right. and you are one body. You Correct. are one flesh. Yep. You are the same. You are that. Yep. That is that. There's an honoring there that that we are not fully understanding or getting to. And I think I'm not saying. I mean, in general, right? I'm not targeting anyone in this room um, or listening particularly, but I still think we all fall short of what God wants us to honor our wives. Oh no, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like well, I don't, I don't you, get it. Sometimes yet, I don't but, put her at number two. Sometimes, right? Maybe I put work at number two, or mm-hmm. I put this at number two, or helping other people. And, and more than I help my wife. It's really easy to slide work above too, because we'll be like, no, but I'm working to get money so I can pay for all of our stuff and we get our house. And so I'm put, it's actually for you. No, that's right. not how that works. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It doesn't yeah. work that it way. Work for I, you. It's not that. Yeah. I mean, it, cause they're never happy. No, I'm just, <laughs> no. 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 Um, yeah, it's, it's yeah, to, to, to be able to be her servant. The way Jesus is supposed to be our servant, mm-hmm. right? I mean, when was the last time you washed your wife's feet? Fig- figuratively or literally? Well, literally, I don't <laughs> like feet, so no. That's what I'm saying. Literally, <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Literally or figuratively, yeah, I don't right? I mean, right. No, done I something for her mm-hmm. in that way, yeah. right? And I mean, and we all we all, all do, but mm-hmm. it's the type of thing that, man, I wish I could figure out a way to do that daily, right? I wish I could figure out a way to just daily do something for her that was just like, you know, that right. level. Right. Anyway, because I'm t- that's hard too. Because now, if you went home tonight and says, "I'm going to be a servant to my wife," mm-hmm. right? You know, some of us men are be like, "What? No." Mm-hmm. But we have to. Mm-hmm. And yep. sometimes we have to reflect on that, and we have to really think about how we can serve our wives better. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Yep. Because it's it constantly will put. Well, I gotta go do this because I gotta fix that shutter that's on the outside of the house, or I gotta go do that thing over here, and it will get the honey do list. I, I'm gonna tell you. Here's a little secret: is they love the little things. Yeah, mm-hmm. they do more than the big things. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I'm just saying my wife does because I, you know, if you go out there and buy her the fancy house and the fancy vehicle and the fancy stuff and the jewelry and the clothes, no. Now, if I went and took the trash out without, you know, without she, having to be asked, right? I was just gonna say <laughs> no, that. I was like, yeah, that's without. my weekly job anyway. <laughs> right. so I just do well, it. I, so, you know, it's usually but me it's or, like it's, it's usually the, me or Wyatt. But well, yeah, it's like you know when you stop and buy flowers on the way home out of the blue, out of the blue. Like yep. she, Taylor loves that. Yeah, they love the little. Uh, st- unless it's that she just put the vase up and then I stop and buy more flowers, and then she's like, oh, I just put that up yep. and cleaned it. Wow. <laughs> but know. it's, it's but because, she still loves it. you know why? It's because it's heartfelt, right? Right. Because you just thought about your wife that day, that particular moment. Yeah. And she knew that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. where that those small things last a lot longer. Yeah. Small things 
make big things look insignificant. Yep. So, hey, I saw this. Um, I've read this verse many times as we talk about priorities and and putting God at number one. Psalm forty six ten says, "Be still and know that I am God." Great verse, but have you thought about broken that down? Be still means to stop talking, to switch off your phone, stop commenting, to listen, stop arguing, stop questioning, stop moaning. Right? When we talk about prioritizing our lives and we're being open to what God calls us to do, what's normally the number one thing we're like, oh, no, but I got to go do this. Right? We're going to argue back with God. Or complain. Or complain. <laughs> no, God says to be still mm-hmm. and know to stop doubting and be sure because he's got it all that I am God. And just think about everything that God is, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and the, my, my favorite part of this, like there's so much that so much about who God is that we can't even say it all. But to know that he is God means that we know that he will lead us, nourish us, protect us and restore us. And when we know that, setting priorities in our lives, yeah. as long as you're following what God wants you to do, there you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where's your sound effect? Cricket. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he didn't stop long enough after the be still. And oh, then I was okay. Throw yeah, it we're there, all being no. still. No, nope, we're all didn't. being still. We were all being long still. Enough. Yeah, that's a hard thing to do. I mean, it is. I mean, y'all know me. It's hard for me to stop talking. I can't. <laughs> I can't sit still. See, yeah. That just falls in line with my next question. I've been waiting patiently. For there you go. I opened the door for you. How did Jesus have a balanced life? Mm. Mm. That's Bye. that's the interesting thing. If you look at Jesus and his life, and this is one of the things, like, as I've talked to other ministers and even myself trying to figure out as a pastor is, is how did Jesus have a balanced life between ministering to the people and to his his disciples, his church that was there. And what you look at is how many times did Jesus step away? Mm-hmm. Right? He went he to the desert for 40 days. Yeah, I want to go to, I want to go there for 40 days. Right. And then not, <laughs> not only, a, not a Satan's tempting you, you don't. Right. right. No. <laughs> but, but, not, but not only that, though, like after he fed the 5,000, okay, and this isn't one of the things like, we talk about pastor burnout sometimes because our priorities are wrong. Mm-hmm. Sometimes as pastors, just we put the church above our family. And so our priorities are wrong. Like I'll admit it. But not only that is we put God, family, church above our own personal health. And so sometimes that burnout is because we are physically drained out. After Jesus fed the 5,000, what did he do? He sent everyone away. Sent the disciples across so he could spend time. And he went up on the mountain. Mm-hmm. By himself with God. And yep. that's where it's at. Jesus, the way he prioritized his life was that his father, God, was still number one. Mm-hmm. If that meant saying no to things and telling people, hey, give me some space, give me some time, I need to retreat back, that's what he mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. Or I as, need to rest. I need to rest as as pastors, as men in the church, as leaders in the church, mm-hmm. that's what we need to do. Yep. Is sometimes we need to step back and be like, I need to rest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
That's why I encourage other pastors that if you got vacation days, take them. Take it. Take them. And when I go on vacation, y'all know this. When I go on vacation, if someone calls me from the church, I send them back a text on vacation. I'll take care of it when I get back unless it's urgent. Mm-hmm. I love vacations. And most of the time it's not <laughs> <are> urgent. <laughs> <laughs> most of the time it's not urgent when I'm on vacation. Mm-hmm. That, so. that wasn't Jesus' answer on this one here. Oh, it wasn't? Vacation days. Oh. No. No. <laughs> well, retreating back. Yeah. How's that sound? Retreating back. Well, basically, yeah, 40 days. Basically, 40 days. Yeah, 40 days. Basically, it was. But when it you're was alone, just, you're yeah. attacked by the devil anyways. Right? You're right. So, yeah. Yeah. And also you're fasting. Right. That's 40 days of fasting. 40 days of fasting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'd all be a lot skinnier. He was waiting on God's instructions and leadership. So, yeah, that was basically. Well, you do that when you retreat back. So That's what I'm saying. It's basically the same answer. That's that's what it was. He was waiting on God's instructions and leadership. As a pastor, when you retreat back, you don't just, you know, forget everything. No. and and You know, you you still dig into your relationship. I know a lot of pastors, actually, when they take these type of days of retreat, so do weekend personal retreats to, like, the lake or something. And all they'll take out there with them is their Bible. Mm-hmm. The, and they'll fast for three days while they're out there. And I'm like, man. And so, um, so yeah, like there is, there is that still, there's still that aspect that, that when you take those retreat, when you retreat back for some, some time like that, there is still that priority of, of seeking God. Yeah. You know, a lot of pastors, when they take that, that time to retreat back, it is a time to seek where does God want me to go? Is God moving me to a different area of my life? Is God moving me to a different area of ministry? Is God changing the direction of the church? That's when a lot of pastors will retreat back is, is God changing the direction of the church? You know, and so, yeah. You, but that, that goes to show you too, right? Like the conversation we had Sunday, that he still gives you that example that if he goes through it, doesn't mean we're not good enough that we're not good enough to go through it as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I mean, and and Jesus was very deliberate with what happened when he did things too. He mm-hmm. he didn't just add whims, right? Ju- didn't just go with the flow. No, it yeah. might look like that in your first read through, but like now I'm I'm studying it and going through it. And I'm going through it in a chronological order where I kind of read each chunk of each story from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John mm-hmm. as they go, and he was incredibly deliberate with everything like he's like okay and now we're going here and now i'm going away you guys go there i mean well, there was never a point where he's like what should we do or the crowd wanted him to go here so he went there i mean he orchestrated all of it well mm-hmm. think about that he was when a leader he, but he right. planned all of it right <laughs> yeah all right but think about that King when he, kings <laughs> when he retreated after the feeding of the five thousand, why did he retreat he just did this amazing miracle of feeding fifteen thousand plus people why did jesus retreat yeah, it's funny. I heard this today. I never realized this, so I never really meant, you know, really soaked it in. But it's funny you brought that up, feeding, uh, because he created the fish that never swam, right, to feed. Yeah. So when you really think about that, you're like, God is that powerful that he created the fish that never swam. Right. Mm-hmm. To feed people. Mm-hmm. So like when he when they did that on well, I was listening to a podcast today and I'm and he really focused on that and I'm like 
I never really thought of it that way. I never did either. Right? That's pretty. And he created the bread that never had to grow up as right. Yeah, or be baked like, like nothing. What? Like it was. But boom, here it is. Yeah. So he he did that, but he also preached a sermon right before he fed. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity mm-hmm. to preach, but like on those days that I mean, Jed's told me there's some sermons he's like, man, that was your top five. Like that <laughs> spirit fed like. But when I got home after those days, I crashed mm-hmm. because I was so wore out because I poured so much of myself out. And that's the thing is, is when you are spirit led as Jesus was, as we need to be, when you are spirit led and you pour yourself out, you become drained that you have to retreat back. And he kept working. Yeah. And so he did. He retreated back so mm-hmm. he could get refilled because he emptied everything out here to get refilled just so he could go serve some more. Yep. And that's why we retreat back. Well, that's why I like vacations. That's why we like vacations. Because that's where I get to go and escape and focus on my family. Yeah. Right. Um, and just pretty much just escape from the world mm. and get refreshed. All right. That's what I do on vacation. I get, I get refreshed, re-energized. Yeah. And maybe change some priorities, yes. right? Because it gives you that time to reflect your life, and that's why I like taking vacations to do that. You and guys I think keep they're using I, this word. I don't know what that means. Vacations. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, when well, you work know. from home, you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> uh, nah, we're gonna actually take some this year. This yeah, will be the, good. This yeah. is the year. Yeah, good this is the year. I mean, we technically took some last year, but I don't think you can count going to funerals vacations. Right. No. no. <laughs> it was supposed to be vacations. No, but when you do, and you and you really get to sit down and just enjoy your family, and you don't have anything, because a lot of vacations that we do, we don't plan things. Mm-hmm. Right. Because um, we don't go, we got to go here and do this. We got to go there at this time. We got to do this and we got to do that. No, because that's that, that yep. ruined the whole vacation. Yep. Because we go there and go, okay, what do you want to do today? Yep. Oh, what I'd like to do, do this. Okay, yep. great. Now, if we don't do it and you want to sleep in or you want to stay up late or whatever, yep. but that's where I take that time and just really enjoy and reflect and reprioritize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I, you know, when we went to the beach, Jed, we didn't have a schedule. No, we just go. You want to go eat over here tonight? All right, sounds good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or you want to go to the beach now? Yeah, all right. You know what time you wake get up? Whenever I wake up. Whenever I wake up. Man, <laughs> when we go on vacation, like as far as what we do is whatever, and as far as when we eat, but what we eat, it is. Yeah, no. You know, we this is what's for breakfast on Monday. That's not a vacation. This is what's nope. for you know, like lunch sandwiches no. for lunch every day. Monday night is nope. Meadows cooking. Tuesday night is Davis family, and it is like I'm like, oh my gosh. Nope. I think we went to that the grocery store and go. What do you guys want to eat? I don't know. We just grabbed food and brought it back to that house, and then we just. <laughs> You want this for breakfast? Sure. Sure. You you, you, hey, Lisa, you want to cook? Sure. You know, I think I cooked breakfast one time too. It just, well, it didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Like it doesn't up, matter. Got to cook. Yeah. But that's I why use I use that time to do that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, that's perfect. Because yeah. we're in the busy life every day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what vacations for is to. Yeah. And we, and we brought these conversations up way before, too. You know, I can't afford vacation or I can't do this. Well, I can't afford not to. I can't afford not to take a vacation. And that's the thing is 
I'm not Take saying vacation. To, you don't have to go somewhere extravagant. You don't no, have to no. go anywhere at all. You don't have to go anywhere at all. I'm not saying. I'm, no, I'm not saying. You know. Well, I can't do stay at home vacations because I'll, I'm already going. Man, I need to do this. I need to yeah, do that. I'll wind up working. But I'm not saying you gotta go and spend ten thousand dollars right. on a vacation. I'm just saying there might be an Airbnb out there for you know two hundred dollars for the weekend. One well, of, I'm gonna go there. One of our favorite things, like Taylor and I, that we love to do is we'll just go up to Branson. And stay in a condo for a weekend, like ninety nine dollars a night. Yep. At certain condos yep. up there, and go up Friday night, come back Sunday, and we're just like some old couple. We're enjoying the time, <laughs> and we just walk around Branson. But and we, we, we we don't do nothing. Lake houses in Bella Vista, right? Like it's okay. I can drive home in fifteen minutes, right? But it's a whole different place. But it's a whole different. Yeah. I don't have to work. I don't have to do nothing. That's where like it's at. I'm not going to repair their house. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yep. yeah, you can just get right. an Airbnb 20 minutes from your house if you need to. Just right. And that's, and that's yeah. what I've offered to you too, because you're yeah. campers at the house. I'm like, if you want a just a little mini vacation, I says, come on over. I'll put the extension yeah. cord out there, and you can vacation in my yard. <laughs> right. And we'll do a campfire out there too. You know, yeah. I'm like, Harmony would love it. So yeah. She'd be like, or, can I ride the horses? Right. Right. <laughs> I was about to say, or you can go pick it up and I'll reserve you a spot over in Bella Vista. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. You can just go to the RV park over there, too. So, yeah. I don't know. You know, I, Hike and... I know we're on a little bit of a different topic, but, I mean, that's one... That's one of their priorities. But it's that's priority. What's one of the you priorities? Gotta, you got to have that set in your mm-hmm. life. And I think that's if actually... Jesus did everyone's, it, you need to do it. Everyone's yep. missing their family priority. And I think nowadays, we're not spending enough time with family. We're spending less time in... Christians is just not as much as the lost, but just as much, just as important mm-hmm. as that. That because everything is trying to pull our family away, especially as your kids start to get older, mm-hmm. things start to try to pull them away. And setting that groundwork early, setting that importance of showing how you set aside the time, make it important, and don't compromise how important it is. And that will set them up to know and do the same thing for their kids and for you later, and all that stuff too. Um, I think it's really, really important to have those connections, and whether and then in the same vein too, you've also got your church family, that that extended family that you gain time with, mm-hmm. to be able to set aside time to spend time together mm-hmm. in that uh, setting too, outside of just meeting at church, mm-hmm. right? It's good to meet at church, it's good, to, you know, but you can't, like you said, you can't be here seven days a week. Nope. Um, and I definitely there's a completely different dynamic when you get together with people from church, outside of church. It's mm-hmm. just. But it's still good. It's still really good. It's really good. And then you get somebody that's not in church in your group. Mm-hmm. And it's just a little ministry going yep. on out. Yep. And they can see what church, what God, well, how godly people treat each other mm-hmm. and how godly people like love each other and care for each other. And uh, it, can, it can be a great witness to people in that sense, too, just how you treat your family and allowing other people to see that and see your priorities. And, and you build like that, that relationship with folks, too, like pickleball on Tuesday nights. Oh, yeah. I mean, it might get crazy out there sometimes, but yeah. it's fun. Like, yeah. you know, it's just, you're just building that relationship with folks and, you know, and different nicknames and, you know. Dora, <laughs> <laughs> we'll um, post all those on uh, next week's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When Daniel's on my team, is Daniel Sun. Daniel Sun. <laughs> well, I know yeah. about 15 years ago when I started my auction business and was really working it hard, I was gone. Probably two weeks out of the month. Of course, my kids were little. Most of the time when I was gone was when they weren't in school. I was gone through the weekends. Prioritizing business over family, sometimes over God. I can tell you, 
I can go a whole lot further along nowadays when I change that priority. God's right at the first, my family, my kids. The last 12, 13 years, I didn't miss any opportunity I had to spend with my kids. And thank goodness I did because I don't have Gracie no more, 12 Mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. But I took advantage of it. If I had time, we had things to go. I'd put work off if I could. I mean, every great once in a while there was something you just had to do, but I would work it in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, me and, and Lisa, we even still to the day, we might go out to eat and she'll already tell me to pack a bag and she'll get on the phone. And, well, them hotel sites mm-hmm. that yeah. rent you a cheap room. We'll have a place picked out. We'll go eat. And she, of course, they don't tell you where your room is, so she'll just kind of just gamble, and we spend the night, yeah, and then come back home the next day. Yep, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. J- just those little things like that made life a whole lot easier. It yeah. makes a big difference. It makes a really mm-hmm. big difference. Yep. Yeah, that was that was one of the things. Like growing up, I remember, you know, Dad was fire chief in Cabot, and so that's that's a busy job, you know, it really is. And, and I remember, like, I'd get out of school, and he. would He'd come pick me up at the bus stop. Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't even let me walk home. Come pick me up at the bus stop and be like, all right, we're going to the firehouse today. And I'd just spend from after school till five thirty, six o'clock at the firehouse with him. Yeah, because somebody and needs I just, to wash a truck. And I just, <laughs> yeah. and I just, I just ate that up because, right? Because I was with my dad, mm-hmm. you know, and and so that was, you know, for me, growing up with that memory is such a a thing I'll remember forever. Is that dad made that a priority mm-hmm. you know and, and the same with like going hunting and fishing like like dad was like oh this meeting can be pushed off till tomorrow let's go you know like mm-hmm. when you're chief you can do that <laughs> but one thing's for sure all the scheduling all the time spent whatever if you don't have god at number one None of it's it gonna matter, matter after yeah. that. Yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not gonna get done. <laughs> no, no, it's not gonna get uh, done. Nope. No, nope. you're not gonna get the blessings either that, that you know he brings down and bestows upon you. I mean, I've definitely seen it. I've definitely. I'm not saying that it gets perfect or that all the troubles right. go away. Yeah. Right. But I definitely have seen an increase in the blessings in my life mm-hmm. since since I've come to the Lord. And the more I put the Lord first in my life and try well, to do things yeah. for Him and do do all things unto Him, like everything I do, I try to do it to. Through the best of my ability to glorify God and what He has given me for the it. blessings come, and yes, we're supposed to have the trials and tribulation and all the troubles that come with it. But when He's number one, you don't worry. Yeah, you just let it roll, and you, you deal got joy. You got, got joy. Peace. You got peace. Yep. yep, yep. And you have that faith. Yeah, yep, yep. It's all down to faith. Mm-hmm. Yep. Got to keep working that muscle, that faith muscle, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Faith muscle. right? Because it. As you're saying, mind, you know, the body is one. You've got your mind and you got your spirit. Mind, body, spirit. And there is a trinity in us too. We got to do that same thing. You, know, you do have to take care of your body, right? You do have to be careful. Don't let that become the main important thing. But you also have to take care of your mind too. You've got to feed it. You got to read the Bible. Mm-hmm. You've got to be able to, to study the Bible. You've got to work, talk with other people about the Bible, right? Small group study is super important, right? I've actually learned a ton more from just doing a even just a two-person Bible study 
um, where you actually can exchange back and forth, back and forth, mm-hmm. and with somebody who doesn't even know the Bible, but just that back and forth, the questions that he asks that I didn't think of. You the mean true ways. discipleship? Right. Well, that's part of it. <laughs> but you can disciple each other An all the way through. walk of life. You can <laughs> disciple each other all the way through it, even with other Christians just going through. I mean, do a Bible study with your wife if you can. Do a Bible study with your kids if you can, because you'll learn different things from, from all those little pieces and, and just putting that putting all God first in all things that you do, right? Putting him at the top of the list of everything, or again, the only one on the list. And, yep. and uh, well, what did the Pharisees say to Jesus? What's the greatest commandment, mm-hmm. right? Trying to trap him. What do he say? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, love the Lord, the Lord your God, God with all your heart, yeah. soul and mind. Yep. And then the second is like this. Love your Love your neighbor, neighbor. yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. And then yeah, and then well, I there's your priority <laughs> list right there. I don't remember if that was the Solved same it. one. Solved it. We're done. Yeah, just two things, right? <laughs> That's it. Just two, two love things. God, love people. Done. Right. Well, and so you know, if you talk about life, there's only two things. Like if you want to lose weight, eat right and work out. That's it. There's two things, right? If you want to get things done, time and money. What's two things. What's the two right. things I have to do? <laughs> Pay taxes and die. <laughs> you know? The hardest, you know, that's a, the, the, but there are that's, two things that God said, right? right? And they're the two hardest things to do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Working out, eating right. It's a hard thing to, hard do. to do. You know, you know, uh, oh, man, I just hadn't lost my train of thought, but I mean, it's like those two things. Yes. It can be very basic, but they're two hard, very hard things to do. Dude. Right. And then to yeah. love your wife. Right. Mm-hmm. Give you one. Love your mm-hmm, wife. Mm-hmm. That's a hard thing sometimes to do. <laughs> God only asks there's, two things. Have faith and believe. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Have yep. faith and believe. And you're fine. Easy stuff, man. Yeah. Right. That's it. Come on now. Podcast's over. Yeah. Right? 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 Where is it? There it is. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We did it. <laughs> that one again. Uh, Randy, you got another quote for us over there? You've been quiet tonight. You have. Try to sleep. Yeah. (laughs) You threw out some Uh questions, and that's about it. Yeah, I've got a few. Come on with it then. I don't know. Come on and give it your best shot. All right, all right. Let's see. I got a couple, maybe funny ones. Let's see. Almost everything will work again if you unplug it for a few minutes. That includes you. Ooh, so accurate. I thought maybe that came from the ID department. IT department. <laughs> department. It does. It's both. It's mm-hmm. both. It's both. Mm-hmm. Ray, so, sent, Ray sent that to me. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> no. yep. uh, but that's true, though. That's when is, we talk yeah. about the vacations, right? Yep. That's when we yep. unplug. We unplug. Yep. yep. So, same on the same lines right here. It says, for fast-acting relief, try slowing down. Yeah. That's very true. <laughs> yeah, that should be a commercial. Yep. Yep. It is. I think yeah. it's good too to remember that the unplugging is actually what you're doing when you're spending time with God. And yeah, you're right. Bible yeah. too. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's it is something that really does leave you quite refreshed, even okay. if you only have 15 minutes. It does, and you just read a little bit of it, and and it's it's something that's good. It's something that's really really good about that, and I miss it when I don't get a chance mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah, you know. Well, Daniel brought it up early, earlier, just hanging out with your dad, right? Yeah. You remember those memories. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? You, you remember the joy that that brought you, yeah. right? It's the same thing when we hang out with our Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. 100%. It's that joy. You get 
you have that personal mm-hmm. one-on-one relationship and you were unplugged from the world when you hung out with mm-hmm. your dad, right? You didn't care about anything else except for that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because cell phones weren't really a big thing. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But still, yeah. I mean, we were. Yeah. Like, you were, you didn't, you didn't worry about nothing. Right. Because so. you had the safety and the security of your father. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Same thing that we deal with now mm-hmm. as grown yeah. men. I have the safety and security of my father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He'll take good care of you if you let him. Mm-hmm. All right. I've got I've got probably three more quotes. We're done. <laughs> getting close. Getting close. So, that's about all I got. So well, give us give us some more. Okay. Well, we'll get to the serious ones here though. It says if you're too busy to pray, you're too you're let's let's start over. Start. If you're too busy to pray, you're busier than God wants you to be. Mm, yeah, <laughs> that's deep. Yeah, that's a good one. I need to print that out and post it up. I do too. Like yeah. I struggle with that too as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yep. I need to make many copies and post up. Mm-hmm. Right, just gotta stick that one all over the place. Right, right. Because I set out every day with a goal to pray more. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Getting there slowly, slowly but surely. But it's it's taking a bit. It's taking a bit. Well, we got, uh, I don't know. <laughs> a rabbit hole? Yeah. <laughs> when you leave some breathing room in our lives, God will have the room to move more freely in them. That is true. Mm. That is true. Right? It's because you're changing your priority to make God number one. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I try to make these fit with all your topics here, buddy. <laughs> You're doing a good job, Randy. Yeah, it works out really, really well because it's it don't is. Don't do that, okay? Don't do that. <laughs> and not having that fear to be able to to take the time when an, an opportunity does present itself, you know. Um, and and I've seen that in a lot of in highly successful um, disciples, so highly successful people who share the gospel. They'll take every moment, any opportunity, any time. Mm-hmm. To share the gospel, yeah. and you'll even hear their, you know, their family often is like, "Come on, like again, like why are you doing that?" But yet you don't, you don't hear how they missed all this stuff, or they were late for these things, or all this stuff fell apart, or nothing works, right? And yet they always seem to have time to share the gospel. Always seem to have time to talk to anybody who wants to hear about the Lord anytime, mm-hmm. anywhere, and everything else seems to work out just fine. Mm-hmm. And that's, I was about to say, for me, like when when I'm in a hurry or when I think I'm in a hurry and God puts something in front of me. Oh, that's when he loves to do it. <laughs> right. But, I, but then I take that opportunity. I still have enough time to get to where I was supposed to be going mm-hmm. with time left over mm-hmm. to, to just mentally think yep. about things, you know, know, like, but when I skip those opportunities, then I wind up running late. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah, there's so many little missed opportunities every day, every yeah. time, mm-hmm. all over that yeah. I wish I could take back, and you just hope to do a little better the next time, and hope to to miss one less tomorrow. Right? Yeah. You know. All right. Here's your last one. Motivation, right here. Ooh, ooh here we go. I love it. God balances our lives by giving us enough blessings to keep us happy, enough burdens to keep us hum- keep us humble, and enough hardships to keep us strong. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 
He knows me well. He knows if he gave me too much money, I wouldn't do anything. Right. <laughs> right. I'd be one of those guys. I'd just be like, yeah, no, I don't need to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't need to do anything. <laughs> Randy, you found some deep quotes tonight. That's a, the last one's a Golly. good one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're right, though, right? That he knows us. Yeah. Because he created us. Mm-hmm. Well, David I, says he, you know, saw me in my mother's room, mm-hmm. knitted yep. me together. Yep. You know, he yep. knows me, knows he, how many hairs on my head or how many hairs are leaving my head right or, you know right. i mean but he knows our strengths he knows, he knows our weakness he knows everything he knows about what us. we're scared of yeah right mm-hmm. he, he knows everything about us uh, but and he still wants to use us mm-hmm. right <laughs> you're like uh, oh thank man. The lord. yes <laughs> thank the lord for that and, and knowing that that he still wants to use mm-hmm. me knowing what he knows about me makes me just want to be with them more right you know mm-hmm. i know so, i know uh, and it and then there's a there's a a way that he communicates with us that is always that you know they, a lot of people call it the still soft voice and it, it does it never seems to be a loud shout it never seems to be a a, a, a angry mm-hmm. voice it's always that kind comfort that kind hey maybe maybe you should do that mm-hmm. right you know not 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 soft not too soft not too questioning not like weak not like mm, maybe you can help with this it's just Hey, maybe you should do that, you yeah. know. And and you w- that's the voice I hear anyway. I don't know if it w- c- travels across, but it's what I just have gotten from some other people too. Is it's always something that's you know calm, confident. It's it's never it's never like a oh should I do that right? It's it's when you hear that command from God, it comes down and it's just yeah. you'll you'll know you'll know it's what you're supposed to do. And it doesn't mean you're going to do it, but you'll know. It's you weird. Know. Mike says he always does. Hey, knucklehead! <laughs> hey, knucklehead! <laughs> I've already you're you're still doing the same thing. <laughs> nice. I've already right, told you twenty times. <laughs> yeah, it's that right amount of motivation. I think every individual person that needed. Yeah, he, he does know exactly he, what he you knows need to exactly hear. what you need right. to hear, and that's how I yeah. operate. Knucklehead, yeah. and he, and he it, knows it whether it, off. it might be that soft, still voice. First, yeah, that's true. <laughs> or it might it's be, like, oh, it's Derek. Sorry, hey, you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it may not be soft, still, yeah. small voice, but it may sound soft and still yeah. because you got knocked on the side of the head, <laughs> yeah. two right. by four, mm-hmm. right? You right. got knocked out. <laughs> you got that concussion. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it just mm-hmm. sounds small. But yeah, if you put yourself out there, you give yourself the space. If you put yourself in the places with the will to do it, mm-hmm. with that, with that will to do it, God will give yeah. you opportunities and to I, you. And I'd say probably. Yeah, don't ask for it if you don't want it. But I'm just saying, mm. at some point too, <laughs> at some point too, you can't run from it. Mm-hmm. There's a point that you're not going to have to yeah. ask for it. You're going to have to just quit being a sissy, and you're just going to have to she take it sometimes too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. There's so many people. Ask, oh, I just love to be able to hear from God. I'm like, be careful on that. Be when careful. He starts talking to you, no things talk. happen. <laughs> things happen quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your yeah. life might change real fast. That's mm-hmm. just what it tends to be. You want to oh. hear from God? Just quit talking and listen, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He's already talked to you. Yeah. So mm-hmm. well, that was good tonight, yeah. boys. I hey. like that. Right. You know, we just need to take more vacations. I think take more vacations. <laughs> yeah. to, you know, pri- <laughs> priority prioritize your life. You right. got to take the initiative to do it, though. Mm-hmm. All I heard was Ray yourself. said, "Wash your wife's feet, and she'll take you on vacation." <laughs> <laughs> so Ray, did we probably about right? Probably did we right. solve the problem for you on that? Uh, no, no. Okay. No, actually, I think you did. I think you did. It's balance. It's, it's all balance. about that balance. It is. It's you a gotta balance. have the right balance. You man. have to. And you, if you let God, 
God lead you in that balance. Yeah. If you let God speak with you, and then again, yeah, like you said, don't, don't, you got to be quiet. You have to calm yourself down. You have to take yourself out of it just a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, that and, seems like a consistent factor right there. Take yourself out of it. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. Well, huh? Simply, we talk about that so all crazy. the time. Simply wow. take yourself out of it. Is what it sounds like. <laughs> God first, us last. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Wait a minute. Problem solved. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yep. That was two things. That's two things. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought that? We can make this so easy. Man, mm -hmm. so we can easy. keep it simple. If we could just keep it simple. Why am I even here? What are we <laughs> doing? <laughs> no. Yeah, if we just stop so. complicating it, but that's what we do, isn't it? That's, yep. uh, we, that's what we did right from the very, very beginning. Well, yeah, because we put our own mind to it. Mm -hmm. Let me think yep. take well, balance here. Let's go to the science realm of things for those people who, you know, whatever. The Earth, if the Earth was one centimeter closer to the sun, we'd burn up. If we were one centimeter further away from the sun, we'd freeze to death. Mm -hmm. God put the Earth exactly where it needs to be. And it's flat, in right? Balance. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. We right, are spinning right on, on the an back axis. Of four, tur four elephants right on the back of a turtle. <laughs> right. That's what I heard anyway. Okay, you said you're going to do the science thing. I'm going to do what Ray just said. I'm going to take myself out of it. <laughs> <laughs> just keep it simple. Keep it balanced. That's it. And we're very, very selfish yeah. people. We are. So yeah. Yep. We'll take vacation. And that's because, well, that's because the, the, the world teaches you to be that way, mm -hmm. yeah. right? It's Every, all about me. Everything out there teaches you to follow your heart, right? Follow your dreams, uh, right? right? I Dude, cringe I know. so bad at that. I know. Every time you hear it. Then <laughs> well, I'll say this about following your heart. My kids say I don't have one, so I don't know about this following this heart thing. That's <laughs> so, weird. Mike says the same thing to me. Yeah. Taylor tells me the same thing. <laughs> wow. None of us in here have a heart. So I'm not Jed, do you have a heart? What I'm I always told mine I didn't have one. Um, yeah. <laughs> Harmony tells me she loves me like 20 times a day, so I don't know. So Ray is the only one of us that has a heart. Apparently. So apparently. we follow Ray? No, we yeah. follow Ray? I'll be, I'll be just walking through the kitchen. She'll be like, Daddy, I love you. I'm like, I love you too. <laughs> Keep on going. My dog does not say that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he does. You just can't hear. That is true. That is true. Maybe yeah. just when you, well, hey, you, you need know? to be still. Yeah, I need to be still listening to the yeah. dog. Yeah. yeah. Shut up, Daniel. <laughs> see what happens when you bring a treat out. See if he loves you. Right. Yeah. No, he doesn't. Exactly right. Yep. Yep. For sure. He doesn't love me. He loves a treat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, hey, prioritize your life. Be like Jesus. You know, spend some time alone. Retreat back. So. Mm -hmm. Ray. You want to close this out in prayer tonight? I definitely can. Awesome. I definitely can. Dear Heavenly Father, we are so grateful that you have given us the Holy Spirit, that it can be here with us at all times. It's always there. And we just ask that you can help all of us who hear this and who are listening to hear the Holy Spirit, help them in their priorities, help them to understand you know, what is important, what is urgent, what does God want us to do? And, uh, you know, what will bring the glory to the Lord? Uh, we, we want to do your will on this earth, Lord. We want to spread your word. We want to help others to find the, just the fruit of the spirit that you provide to us. Just share joy, share love, peace, and understanding. Uh, we just ask that you give all of us here the courage and the, the strength and the wisdom to be able to set our priorities straight and to put you above all else. And then from there, let the Holy Spirit guide us, Lord. Uh, we love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray.
Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Spiritual Debriefing, a podcast supported by First Baptist Church Hawassi. Please like and subscribe to the podcast so you can be notified when we post new episodes, as well as check out our past episodes. We'll be posting new podcasts every other Thursday. You can follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you have questions you'd like us to answer, comments, or feedback on the podcast, please contact us through our social media or email us at dmeadows at fbchawasi.com. Thank you, and we hope God blesses your day.